0: It's better than this, guys. Being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast, it's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We are your hosts. Chris Schubert's here, floating around producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They are your continued source for all sports wagering information, featuring live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. And, of course, they have all the sports. So head on over to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code Believe—that's that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Penguin Day to you. Oh, happy Jalen
1: Waddle Day. Yeah, we can unite yeah, over that. that's neat. That's neat. That's a good one.
0: I'm appreciative of that. It's um, it's not only National Penguin Day, but it's also World Penguin Awareness Day. So, I mean, this is the day the for the penguins. Yeah, yeah. But do the waddle waddle. Yeah. yeah. Big fan. Although,
1: you know what? It ticked me off, speaking of, of waddle and, and the penguin. Uh, when they did his NFL, what was it? His NFL 100 video. And the song that they used was about a duck. Oh, because no. it's, they talked about Waddling. Then he waddled away, but it's it's like, yeah, I get like he waddled away, but like he's the penguin.
0: When you say waddles, waddles like a penguin, duck or wank or penguin, I think penguin like every time.
1: Correct. Yeah. And that the dance is it's there's no duck on the face of the planet that walks like the
0: dance. It's a penguin. Right. Yeah. They they, they screwed the pooch there. Yeah. Missed Chris is uh oh well Chris is slamming chicken minis here so uh, uh, no a- not ch-
2: not chicken minis not chicken minis uh, these are hash browns from Chick Fil A it's in the box here uh, little hash browns and then we got big Chick Fil A guy huge Chick Fil A guy yeah huge Chick Fil A guy the best part is I
0: you like that <laughs>
2: all right so Kyle Kyle had some free time this morning clearly is what that showed us is that he got his work done a little bit ahead of time and he had the ability to add some stuff to the soundboard uh, takes on takes two truths and a lie big one here pivotal week in two truths and a lie this could determine the winner right here we've got two more in the month Uh, of january i'm in a
1: clinching scenario
2: but there's a lot on the line this could be it it could all be over today or it could potentially be come down to the final week for the month of january so we got a lot to get into here on the show i will start
1: remind everybody the standings real quick
2: Uh, the standings entering the week kyle is three and one i am two and two joe is one and three
1: Integrity of the game will will maintain itself. Oh, agreed. Yeah, I have a great
2: of, I have a great theme for this week. I have a
1: great I have a great, have
2: right. a great one. Um, uh, so, it. shout out! Our first take comes from Adam 72 who says, "New to the Twitter thing, but wanted to submit my first take after listening to the Draft Dudes pod for years."
1: Right oh, on, Adam. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. To the Adam, it Must be it. Must be hot and spicy.
2: Take Jackson Smith and Jigba is a perfect play style comp to Amon Ross St. Brown. And if St. Brown were to re-enter this draft, he'd be the first wide receiver off the board. Therefore, Smith and Jigbush should be the first wide receiver drafted in a 2023 draft top 15 pick.
1: I don't think Amon Ra would get any more benefit of the doubt this time around, right? What were the concerns with Amon Ra when he came out? Play speed and his dad's a little Mm hands-on. (laughs) <laughs> right. Right. And then like the team that like the, their training regiments, very untraditional. And like the teams get weird about that kind of stuff, whether it's fair or not fair. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that it's super fair. But I think we way over penalized Amon Ross St. Brown with his draft stock because we we liked him. Right. Like we, we both had yeah. like a top top 40, top 45 player. Like mm-hmm. it's very apparent he could play at a high level.
2: I remember the post draft sh- the post draft edition of Draft Dudes in which we went through all the draft classes that we liked and we talked about the Lions draft class. So we're like, "Wow, they yeah. got Amon Ross St. Brown." That this late. has been that's years
0: a- in the making. with that's us a the Lions. Yeah, like, that's yeah. a steal. Yeah. We've
2: been doing this forever. This is a this is a long term bit on the show. Yeah, we've been a big fan of what they've done. Uh,
0: Kyle, I think you said it best. I don't think uh, I mean if you take Amon Ross St. Brown as we know him now, what he's done in the league it's and the put him into the pair. draft, yeah, that's different than the the same lens, and I think I, I can appreciate where the take is coming from in that um, they could be – man, I, I, Jackson Smith and Jig was not going to fall to the fourth round or wherever St. Brown went, right? So I think almost St. Brown may, may help JSN in some ways.
1: Now, I, I do think Amon Ra's a much more physical player than Jackson oh, Smith. Oh, there's and Jig no Jig question is. about it. So no I think question. there's a little bit of stylistic differences here.
0: All and right, he's probably I, got I, I better see. size. Can I share a take?
1: Yes. In yes. In response Chris. to this take, uh,
2: Amon St. Brown is a top fifteen wide receiver in the NFL. My column.
1: Mm, you're gonna make us do the thing?
2: I'm just no, no, no. We don't have to do the thing. I'm just saying I think Amon St. Brown is underrated. I think he does not get talked about enough with how good he is.
1: Really, Chris? I could I could probably pick three teams and have ten receivers that I would rather have okay. over Amon. Ross-A-Brown.
2: And that's fine. It's your, it's your opinion. It was my take. It wasn't your take. You know.
1: That's fine. Just respect it- the whole st- Chris. Ah, pff, the whole spirit of takes on takes is to give takes and respond sure. to the take. So you I'm can't get mad that we responded to the take.
2: Sure. I'm trying to be the first two-time Teddy winner. You know, I'm trying to sneak my takes. Oh, God.
1: I think you're you're not on the right track right now is what I would say.
2: Uh, this take from this take from Chugger, long time listener of the pod here. First name is Charlie. Charlie, you're not going by Charlie. Charlie. You're going by Chugger on the show. Sorry, buddy.
1: I kind of want to give him the Teddy just for his name.
2: Well, hold on. Here here the take first. Daniel Jones is the most disrespected draft pick of all time. He is the best quarterback from his class, and he is a top 10 quarterback in the league. But people still refuse to give him his due in part to the biases they still carry from him going sixth overall. Uh, Charlie also has a bonus food take that I will get to in a second. We'll address the Daniel Jones take first.
0: He's the most disrespected draft pick ever of all
2: time, Joe. And he also is a top 10 quarterback. Uh, those were my two yeah. big takeaways. He, had, he had
1: me in the first half. I'm not, not
0: going to lie.
2: I wish lie. I put that
1: one on the soundboard, but I didn't. He had me in the first not half. Not going to lie. lie. Had us in the um, first half. I'm selling the second half of that take top 10.
0: Yeah, He's very
1: disrespected, though.
0: Yeah, but I, I one of the things I even said this week on the podcast is that Dan, it wasn't Daniel Jones's fault that he was the number seven pick. Right, he, he did didn't ask for that. that. He, he didn't, didn't to ask that. for it. Right. So, yeah, I, I think I think you've seen a lot of quarterbacks fall victim to this throughout the years. The but, uh,
2: the bonus food take from Chugger here. Uh, classic ruffles and french onion dip is the best chip dip
0: combo out there and i couldn't disagree go teddy take of the week nominee from me right there brother you want to get me excited about chips you get me french onion dip with ruffles absolutely all the way in you like that yeah i do let's go kirk (laughs) ruffles what a clutch addition ruffles
2: top three chip type Right, the ruffles are an excellent chip. French onion dip, bottom five worst oh, dip Christopher. Dip into an all-time bad take. Right French there, French onion dip. Wee. Right, I'm so out. I'm here to tell you, Kyle was. <laughs> Kyle, had, Kyle had even more free time than I thought he had this oh morning because he's boy. edited a bunch of stuff. I haven't even looked. What's on this thing?
1: Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. You're gonna ruin it. You're gonna ruin it. You're gonna ruin no, it. No, in fact,
2: it. because I think you did this before. You did this
0: before. I you hour, were in the after. room. I so you I can't see anything.
1: So I have no oh, control. Let's go. I might just thing. start plucking stuff now. Like I'm out at the apple orchard.
0: <clears> Kyle, take what wait no no. We need to know what Kyle's stance on French onion dip. He's, French he's a joke. French onions he's in joke. I'm in. Yeah, he's in. I like, yeah, I like that no, right.
1: French, I like that.
2: No, I like French onion dip is trash. Uh this <laughs> I like take that. from this take from JD Buffalo, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but JD Buffalo also tweeted at us earlier in the week. And he talked about how he pegged us after our big boards of childhood cartoons. I, I
0: see. Did a, I did see this.
2: I thought he did an excellent job of describing the three of us. I thought it was. I thought it was excellent.
0: Am I soft spoken though? I don't know if I agreed with that part. I'm
2: reserved. I think, to, reserved, the, I think but... to the out to the outside world, I think that that's how they would they would feel Joe
0: about
1: you. Speak softly and carries a big stick.
2: Right. I think that he's, he's <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. FDR thing. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. This take from J. This is a different take from JD Buffalo. I have to pull it back up. I lost it. Hello, Chris. Got one for takes on takes. Okay, J.D. Buffalo, what do you got? The 49ers have the most versatile group of skilled position players that have ever been assembled on the same team. Shanahan knows exactly how to use them to create mismatches, and it makes them one of, if not the hardest teams to defend in the league. If they were able to land an upper echelon quarterback, they'd be the most dangerous offense in the league.
0: That's a that's a lot of inventory to reconcile, right? Because that's a hell of a claim that it's the most versatile group of weapons ever. I mean, you could look at Kittle and, and Ayuk and Sam Samuel and uh, McCaffrey, CNC. right? I mean, like yeah, hell but yeah, some
1: nucleus, yeah,
0: yeah. Like I get it, but I, I don't know if if on a whim I can sit here and say yes, that's the most versatile collection of offensive skill players in the history of the game. But I certainly understand where he's coming from, and it certainly is right now amongst the current teams. Just take two takes from the weekly huddle podcast. Shout out to the weekly
2: huddle podcast. You've been sending takes. I got to, I rotate people in as the, you know, as we get them, there's a lot of takes that get filtered through everything that we got here. A tight end should be less valued than running backs. When it comes to positional value at the top of the draft, tight ends typically take longer to develop and don't provide immediate return on investment. Unlike the running backs we have seen taken at the top of the draft in the past.
1: It's an interesting foil. Cause I think about it right. And, and, tight ends and running backs are the two skill players that definitively give you value in both the passing game and the running game it's what's more easily replaceable i think now depending on where you are at as a team i think about the dolphins just as a individual example i don't want them to draft a tight end because the team does cannot afford to have a i don't i, I wouldn't want their answer at the position i should say to be drafting a tight end and say, oh, we're going to draft somebody in the second round and he's going to fix the tight end room. Well, no, the tight end position usually doesn't work that way, right? Chris, how much did we love Jeremy Ruckert in the pre-draft process? Oh, I loved him. Still love him. Still love him. And yet, what was his snap share this year? Like not a lot. percent, few.
2: Yeah, that's right. probably high. Right. Yeah.
1: And he's going to be a good player for the Jets for a really yes. long time. Yes, he but is. the year one impact was not there. So I think that's a really interesting uh kind of inflection because I uh, on this talking point because I, I have always thought about it of tight ends I think are more valuable because they give you the blocking element of the running game and the pass catching ability as compared to the rushing element of the running game, which is easy more easily replaceable because it's so dependent upon other players.
2: It, this is weird, right I, I, I think I kind of disagree with the first part of the take that tight ends should be less valued because I think when you have a good tight end it creates an impact. But the reasoning behind this, I agree, it's with good. because it does take longer for them to develop. It's a weird juxtaposition.
0: Well, w- what what really kind of pushed me in one direction here was considering what I think Kyle, you maybe said in your response was how easy it is to find the production, right? I think we yeah. can all agree that running back production can be found. Tight ends, have you guys looked at like the receiving leaders amongst tight ends? Like it's Kelsey with thirteen hundred yards. Hawkinson with 914, Andrews 847, Evan Ingram 766. That's your top four. They're not even in the same 100s. Fourth fourth place has half the receiving
1: yards of the first guy. (laughs) Half. And the second place guy is only 75% of the way there. Right, like... Joe, I, Joe, I'd like There's you to something cl- to this like man. You to if you close can get
2: that tab, please, because that's gonna you're gonna be cheating for later. I'd like you to close that. Tab, oh well, please. maybe you shouldn't oh, have said that.
1: Yeah, Joe, should, to do the. Uh, what was that? What was that like? Kid detective book with the photographic memory, where like oh. they always like add, they actively said like click to like en- mentally take the picture. Encyclopedia Brown. What was that? Was
0: I'm that not encyclopedia- gonna be able to continue. I hated those
1: books, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> was <laughs> it an Encyclopedia Brown?
1: No, Chris, no. I don't think it was.
0: What the hell was it? All right.
2: Well, I can't help you. Damn you, Kyle! I, I gave you my answer. Are we? Are we we're completely sidetracked at Google. this point. We're, yeah, we're I, we're, we're I, locked I jammed. Continue. Okay. All right. right. The I'll just sit called? Here. I'll sit here and eat my eat my hash browns. While you guys figure this out,
0: Kyle, make sure you pound harder on the key. so everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. We're Cam Jansen. Yeah. Cam Jansen. <laughs> yes. Little shithead. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Chris, you have any idea what that is? That's not a clue. My, That's why yeah.
2: Encyclopedia Brown was my answer for you. That's
0: what I had. Did, did you guys hear me pounding on the keys or no? I did, it, yeah. It, was it very, could have been more exaggerated. It was sure. very loud. Easy, e- Looks yeah. like you're having an earthquake
2: right now. All right, now. can you be careful because it's a good bit, but it, that's it's a good bit until you break something and then the recording.
0: I'm not going to, so quit asking. A
2: mistake from Vontell. The best cornerback in this class won't get drafted in the first round. That cornerback being Clark Phillips III. <laughs>
0: Oh God! Sure. I mean, we we've had like a hundred discussions this week about the cornerback class and how good and, it is. Right, like the, I, there's six names. It's probably gonna uh, matter a lot where they go, how they're used. Right, that's gonna matter. But if Clark Phillips was bigger, I think he's CB one. He's but he's what is he gonna be? Is he gonna be five ten? Is he gonna be 180 pounds? That's tough to reconcile against, you know what uh, guys like Christian Gonzalez and Joey Porter Jr. offer. I, I see where he's going, but
1: I think it's he'll just sneak a in. Blast. I think. He'll oh, sneak really?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh man, how many do you think go? No first no. round. Oh, here we go. Over under. Over under four and a half. Over. Over. Over under five and a half. Gonzalez Porter Witherspoon. Um... I'll, I'll hit
1: you with I'll hit you with this. I think Phillips has a better chance to go in the first round than Cam Smith.
0: Oh, that's I, don't, I don't I don't I don't hate that. I don't
1: that's hate hurtful. that. So if I there's five, that. I would say Cam Smith's the first one out and not Phillips.
2: This this next take from why Sean R N is gonna put my friend Kyle J. Krabs in the ultimate conflict because he's either gonna agree with the take and it's gonna be tough, or he's gonna have to disagree with the take and talk bad about a player that he likes. Take Brian Branch, greater than sign Kyle Hamilton as a prospect. No,
1: it's going
0: to be easy for Kyle. This is number one player,
1: right? And like Branch <laughs> is like a top ten player for me, right. but no, I, I I disagree, and it has nothing to do with who Brian Branch is. It's it's just Kyle Hamilton is probably a well. We know he's bigger. We know he's stronger and he's probably more versatile because of his stature, and that allows him to to live on the second level in more ways in the NFL than what I think Brian Branch will.
2: This take from Tynan Miller 86 Take, Lucas Van Ness is the highest ceiling of all edge rushers in this draft. Mm.
1: Joe says...
0: Man, I mean, if you're looking at through the lens of like accomplishments in college and then like reconciling that to what they can do in the NFL. Like I can get there, but I mean, you got some really traitsy guys. I mean, I know Van Ness is traitsy, but so is Will Anderson. So is Tyree Wilson. So is Miles Murphy. Um, I don't think it's definitive like that. I think you can be skewed because he was a backup for two years at Iowa.
1: Who was, um, out of all those names you just mentioned, who is the loosest? Just do oh, ti- let's just do Ty- Tyree Wilson and Lucas Van Ness. Who's more loose?
0: Probably Van Ness.
1: Um, w- <clears throat> Will I would agree with. I'm trying to think of any other names that's worth kind of entertaining with that. It'll be interesting.
2: Take from Raul, take the Colts will not, will not trade up to the first overall pick. If anything, they are just as likely to trade down.
0: I think it's possible. They could probably sit. It just depends on how many quarterbacks are willing to draft. Like if they only like one or two, then they got to go get them. If they're satisfied with Letting it fall to them, which I don't think you should ever be with quarterbacks. I could see them sitting. I could see them trading back. I could see them doing anything. But I think it's just in general, it's it's unlikely that a team trades into the first spot, right? That's an unlikely thing.
2: Yeah it doesn't it doesn't happen very often, right? It's a it's a rarity. Yes. This Take from the wild five. Take the following penalty should be challengeable. False start, offsides, delay of game, illegal formation, too many men, and face mask.
0: Man, we're that football games. We're gonna take six hours. Yeah, you they're all Bill's, gonna be as. You they're thought all, Bills
2: Dolphins was long on they're Saturday. They're all gonna be as
1: long as that wild card Sunday. game was, brother. Freaking Big Twelve game in the NFL playoffs. Um,
0: I could not believe how long that took. It was like three fifty, and we're we're like midway through the third quarter. Like, what is going on? Yeah, it took forever.
2: Uh, the Wild Five also had a take exercise for us to do together as a group. We are to build the best general manager in these three categories. Charisma, for getting the best contract from a free agency trade compensation. Evaluation, best draft evaluator. Vision, best at knowing when to sign, cut, trade players. So we have to take one GM for each of these three things and build our perfect GM.
1: This is might be the funnest thing we've ever been asked to Fun-
2: do. Okay, I, I have, I have... A charisma, submi- I have a charisma and an evaluation submission. So I, I, I don't have to go first. Those are the, just the two that I feel comfortable suggesting a name. What's for. the third one? Vision, best at knowing when to sign, cut, or trade players.
1: Okay. So you want to do charisma first?
2: Well, yeah, that's the order that I have it in, so that would be great, yeah.
1: Okay, so the most charismatic general manager in the NFL.
2: What do they define that as? For getting the best contract from a free agent and trade compensation. I have my name.
1: Smooth talker. We need a smooth talker.
2: Well, I, I think we have examples of this person being a smooth talker, so.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think you have to keep it a secret. Who,
0: who's your
2: name? Uh, Howie Roseman would be my name for this bucket.
0: Kyle's not in.
1: Howie's a slick dude, but I would classify Howie as the third one. So you would put him more in the vision bucket? Yes. I mean, he's successfully transitioned the team through multiple yeah. rebuilds.
0: Yeah, it's tough to argue with that.
2: Okay. You want to slide him there? That's fine. That helps because I didn't have a name for it.
0: Uh,
1: Your slick talker is probably less.
0: I don't think he gets good value for his trades, does he? Yeah. <laughs> It might be <laughs> That's Joe Douglas. Good. Let's yeah, go, baby. Point. Let's go. Give me, give me Joe. Um.
1: Oh man, this is super tough. Right. This is super fun, though.
2: So, so we have our vision, right? We're going Howie Roseman for vision. Do we feel good about that? I would
1: say yes. Okay. I would evalu- say from an ev-
2: evaluator, I was gonna say, DaCosta. Costa. That's what I was going to put for evaluator. I thought that was the easiest bucket to fill, in my personal opinion. I
1: vibe with him. Okay, so we've got two-thirds of our perfect— he drafts like we view the— like Right, he, right. That's they the- always pick players that we're high on. So, yeah, I'm going to back that guy. Yeah. So we have two-thirds of our perfect GM. Now we need the charisma part. Okay, I am going to pull up the NFL GM power rankings from okay. NFL.com from this past April to to see if I can get us some
2: Man, like I think of names that I had think have done well, but they're just not there long enough. Like I want to give man, Brad Holmes some love, but like – Yeah, he's two years, right? Two, like it's just not enough of a runway for me to be like, yeah, that's our guy. Bean Schneider? might be worth talking about here. Who?
1: Bean. Bean,
2: okay, Yeah.
1: I know we're all down on him right now, but I I would feel the one thing that we've always been impressed with, and it has helped to stave off criticism until recently, Chris Ballard. Through the lens of specifically what we're talking about, and I think John Lynch is another name to bring up. Or Jerry, we could do Jerry.
0: That, I mean, I, I can think of... I mean, that the the Trey Lance trade right now is looking real bad for John Lynch. That's true. It doesn't help us. It doesn't right. help us he, guy, there. I but mean, it, guy, I got it. We also
2: I got what you're saying. Joe's. I mean, we also traded a, a, the farm for Christian McCaffrey. I know he's helping us right now, but right. we still gave up a lot. It's for hard to be back. critical of that right now.
0: If they win right. the Super Bowl, we yeah.
2: But I think the overall point there is still valid. But yeah,
0: I was thinking about. Uh, I mean, look at John Schneider. My guy I, got rid Joe, of Russell Wilson was, for yeah, everything. That was the name. He that got the two firsts for Adams. Let's let's Jamal do, Adams trade is
2: in my head, and I'm like, eh, it wasn't really. He that gave great. up
0: two firsts for it. That though, he gave up two ones for Jamal Adams and paid him 20 million a year. He did.
2: That's kind of a. That's not the best contract. He's and been trade good for them,
0: though. It's just he know, is what but, he is. They had they had
1: a very specific role in mind for Jamal.
2: But when we look at the the specific bucket here is free agent and trade compensation. And I have a great example of a bad contract and bad trade compensation. It's not great. I know not everyone's going to bat a thousand, but how about Veach? Uh, uh, Yeah. Okay. This might be something
0: here.
1: We might have something here. When's the last like egregiously bad contract they gave out. Or trade that they made, right?
2: Because that's the bucket. Who cares about Clyde Edwards hilaire because that's not what right. we're talking about? I think about they
1: here. did I think they did well with the Tyreek trade. Yeah. Yeah. They did well there.
0: Orlando Brown trade, I think, has been a good trade for them.
1: Yeah. They they got him and didn't even give up like was a like one. They 40. just did like a pick swap.
0: Yeah. Yep. It wound up being pick forty or something, was what that netted out to be. I think the Veach Mahom- would be my vote. The did Mahomes he tra- contract he- is structured pretty well. Yeah, it's masterful job with that contract. Did he trade up for Mahomes? Or was that Dor, uh, Dorsey? Oh, that's a great question, Joe. Can we can we can we check that? Because that would be significant. Because they gave up a one and a four, go from twenty seven to ten. So when uh, was he? Uh,
2: okay. So when 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 did Mahomes get drafted? 17. 17.
1: seventeen seventeen. I'm pretty sure that was Feach. He started as the
2: general manager in 2017. He was the co director of player personnel in 15 and 16. You got to give him his...
0: some credit
1: for it, right? Right. Traded up for Mahomes. Orlando Brown trade. Compensation in the Tyreek Hill trade. Can
2: I read you, can I read you something? Yeah, but contract. like all, look at
0: these draft picks. So like Nick Bolton second that, round, Creed Humphrey second round, ca- Trey no, Smith, sixth no, round. That's, that's that doesn't count. That's, that, that's not, evaluation. It's just,
2: it's just free agency and trade. That's all we're looking for here. Somebody who's good at that part of the job. And I can I read you, can I read you this part of the, his bio just because it's funny? This is from Wikipedia. According to Reed, between that time when Veach was promoted. Veach had begun pushing a freshman college quarterback playing for Texas Tech named Patrick Mahomes. Reed recalls Veach sending him game film and stating at one point that Mahomes was the best he'd ever seen, despite it being years before Mahomes would be eligible for the NFL.
1: Chris, that's evaluation doesn't count.
2: But he traded up. He traded up to get him. So that's right. where the trade right. comes into play. Right. I, I
1: I don't expect us to pick this person, but I would like to give some flowers to my guy Chris Greer for the Laramie Tunsil deal. And all of the spider webbing value that has came out from that. Uh, There's been a lot made about the Bradley Chubb uh, trade and extension. Uh, Bradley Chubb, after the next two seasons, that was like a $100 million contract. Uh, They can get out with $5 million in dead cap. And I know that that's a little bit more Brandon Shore within that front office structure that does the contract structuring and salary cap strategy stuff. But trades and... uh, Cap management slash contract structure is one of the strengths of what I think this Dolphins regime has done. I don't expect us to pick him, but just wanted to give him a a, a shout out.
2: I want to make it very clear. The wild five. You are the Teddy take of the week. There's nothing that's going to top this. It's I'm sorry, Joe. We might not do anything else. The rest of the day. Your ruffles is going to go in the trash based on this.
0: You guys want to come back Sorry, to being younger. here or, or no? I mean, we, the guy traded Joe, up for Josh the, Allen, traded up case. for Tremaine you Evans, just... traded for Stefan Diggs, signed Mitch Morse. I, I mean, traded for Ryan Bates. He gave up a fucking Eli Harold for him. Wow. Dropped uh, the F-bomb. <laughs> I'm trying on, to remember dude. his name. I couldn't remember his name. That doesn't... <laughs> great va- great... Come after me. I'm a what? man. I'm 40. Great value contracts in Milano and Dawkins. Trey White set the market there before Marshall Lattimore and Marlon Humphrey lost their minds with those things.
1: I want to see how they, um, see how they handle that Jordan Poyer contract before I pick him. Sorry. He's,
0: he's going to be on the dolphins next year. We already know that we're enjoying his last few games as a bill. He's been great. Great for the team. Wow. Joe, very assuming games, he's by the way, games. got Jordan Poyer to play on a, on this deal that he's been pissed off about for three years. Micah Hyde paid less Chris, than that. Chris, Chris, you can be the
1: deciding vote. We're, we're wrestling over two general manager trades for quarterbacks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the guy who did that deal. And then the general manager who did the Josh Allen uh, deal. I, two second gonna round
0: go,
2: picks. I'm going to go Bean because Joe made a better case. He listed out multiple examples. So that's that's going
0: to be the decider. So there you okay. go. I've got one more take. One more so what take is it? Bean, would... DaCosta, and Rose Howie? Yeah. Yeah, your life is over if that was a real <laughs> thing. That 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 front office wins. Uh, this take from Ted Ligety.
2: Take Will Levis is closer to Kyle Trask and Sam Ellinger than he is either Mahomes or Allen. I'm assuming he means as prospects.
0: Boom. Yeah, I'm all the way out on this take. All the way out. <laughs> Check the tape. There it is. Good play, Kyle. Good job, Kyle.
2: Uh, that's Kyle's response to the take. Okay, two truths and a lie time. The
0: standings. If you if you maybe skip- uh, two
1: truths and a lie.
0: I, I want to plant a seed here. I want to plant okay. a, a seed here <laughs> that this is really it's it's for Kyle to choose oh, to deal with because Kyle is obviously the king of two truths and a lie. What if we just kind of introduce some random variables where you can gain room in the standings outside oh. of the game? Joe, if you just if you get both right this week, you're right back in it. You, no, I'm just not, saying, introduce some fun factor. You know, like if you're uh, you ever play Foursquare and you're the I, king, right? You can make up rules. I'm just I saying, make, some, so I make want something. So you want me to make clear. up a rule? Hold on, I want to make something.
2: I want to make something very clear. <laughs> I was in the cellar, worse than Joe is right now, and I never even <laughs> once
0: broached the idea just, of Joe's two games out of first place. You're right. I didn't <laughs> Listen, even I just once, don't think sir. I don't I think this game is going to be for me. Not one time it.
2: did I try to re-scheme the rules so that I can make a push. Joe Joe has one bad week and he's trying to change the rules of two truths and a lie. Okay, Get out of here. let's. I,
1: I will make I will make a new rule for two truths and a lie. Chris, I, th- I think you'll be ex- uh, acceptable with this. If you win three consecutive months, or if you are in last for three consecutive months, you can add a way to gain an extra point. Okay. Throughout the course of the month. Okay. So I just kicked right. this down to at least April. We won't have to worry about this. <laughs> great job, Kyle. Great
2: job. <laughs> great job. All right. So we need to
1: do it. It's the first and last place tracker.
2: Okay. Here we go. Who's going first, Kyle?
1: Um. Jeez. I'm
0: going right, first.
1: What, I'm, Matt, I'm going
0: first. Matt threw a pick six. After that, so don't do that. (laughs) Well,
1: uh, I have three takes, three statements, I should say, for you guys. Two of them are factual and one of them is incorrect. Here are the three statements. Uh, There are 10 NFL running backs who have posted 2,800 rushing yards or more in their first two seasons. None of them are active NFL players. That is statement number one.
0: Statement number two, there are can, nine. Can we just get that? So no active NFL running back has accumulated 2,800 rushing yards in their first two seasons. That's correct. Okay. Can,
1: Statement number two is along the same lines. Okay. There are 19 NFL wide receivers who have posted 2,200 receiving yards or more in their first two seasons. Six of them are active and still with the team that drafted them. Those have to be. It's it's not an incorrect number of forever <laughs> inactive or like or Joe like and I are going to be on this one. Six forever. active receivers are on that list that are still with the team that drafted them. Okay. Okay. So there's there's no wordplay or trickeration there with. Yep. Oh, well, so-and-so is still active. It's like, yeah, like Odell Beckham's on the list, but he's not with the team that drafted him, so he would not be amongst the six. Doesn't make it a false statement. Statement number three. The Philadelphia Eagles finished this season with 70 sacks. Insane. Which is more sacks than one NFL team has logged in the last three seasons combined.
2: (laughs) Joe?
0: I mean, I we're, not have to feel, we're just going to have to feel it out a little bit, right? <laughs> i got to I mean, tell you, Joe, I don't even
2: know where to start. So we're, you're right. This is going to be a feeling okay. out process Is here. the integrity of the game? Okay. Oh, it's, it's, these are great. These are great. Okay, they're it's great. Just, it's
0: just a lot of, it's a lot of it's inventory good. to consider. Uh, so no active running back has more than 2,800 yards rushing in their first two seasons.
2: Joe, that's drafted to do math. That's 1,400 yards a season, right?
0: I mean, I mean Derrick Henry was really quiet to start his career. He was. Nick Chubb is another her... name that I can think of. <clears throat> but he was was he that good early? He would need 1400 a year. I mean that's a that's a lot of yards, man. Active. Active. Like, I feel like, re- That doesn't include like Adrian Peterson. He's not retired. He's not on a team though, right? Uh it does not include Adrian Peterson. Thank you for that clarification. Yes. The integrity is Very big on integrity just, of the game
2: here. I would just hate for us to be number ones to lie. Just go right away. Are the we sure? Was, I mean, Nick
0: Chubb seems like he may have done that. Well, Nick Chubb was the first name I thought of. I'm just, I wish I had more like, okay, if it's not Nick Chubb, it could be. How he, did Christian McCaffrey do his first two seasons in Carolina? Gosh. I don't think he got that type of volume running the ball. How did Ezekiel Elliott do his first two seasons with the Man, Dallas Cowboys? Man, that's a candidate. That's a candidate. That's What well, Dalvin Cook
2: do his first two seasons in Minnesota?
0: We got okay, my guy. You're coming up with candidates. I'm leaning towards that being a lie. That there's no active running back with more than 2,800 rushing yards. You, you're
2: do so you thinking that's the
0: lie? Can, Kyle, well, that's, wouldn't the, that be you, com- that would be really convenient if it was? Could you read the statement again, Kyle?
1: There are 10 NFL running backs in the history of the league who have posted 2,800 rushing yards or more in their first two seasons combined. None of them are active NFL players.
2: I mean, Joe, I just gave you like five or six
0: candidates that could potentially right. be in the middle. Okay. okay, so let, let's let's put that in our pocket for now. Okay. Okay, good Lord. Six active receivers with the same team that have gotten 2,200 yards so in their first Jefferson, two seasons.
2: So, so Justin Jefferson's the first name that immediately came to mind for me, Joe. Yeah, you need five more. Okay, but that's I just hey we gotta we gotta every one of them counts the same.
0: Had DK Metcalf do his first two seasons in Seattle? Twenty two hundred. No? Maybe I don't know if he had a thousand his first year. Still with the team. Still with the team that drafted him.
2: So like DeAndre Hopkins doesn't Waddle?
0: Count. Does Waddle do that? Oh Jayla Waddle. That's
2: a right? good that's a that's a good candidate. we won't lock him in, it's a good candidate. See, AJ Brown doesn't count anymore. Right. Jamar Chase was hurt a bunch this year. Missed some time. I don't think he got there. Hopkins doesn't count. Hopkins doesn't count. Let's just I'm going through teams here. Hollywood Brown no longer counts. Cooper Cup? No, no, Cooper Cup's not a good answer. That's a bad answer. Denver, no. Chargers. Keenan Allen? Oh, Joseph. Keenan yeah, Allen. That's Mike a good Williams. Call. Mike Williams, one of those two guys. I don't think Mike Williams. Okay. Devontae Adams no longer counts. You said wide receivers?
1: Wide receivers.
2: Okay, just making sure I'm sneaking a tight end in here. Mari Cooper would no longer count. Terry McLaurin, Joe? Terry McLaurin? Probably. Joe, I feel like I'm doing a lot of the work here this week. I feel like I'm picking up the. He's internalizing. And I'm getting no help. He's
1: internalizing.
2: I'm getting no feedback. Adam Thielen? uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. We were just talking about him earlier in the show.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. I bet you he did do it. No, he had a thousand yards this year. Mike Evans. Mike
2: Evans. He's got. He's had a thousand yards every
0: year of his career. Mike yeah, Evans yeah. is absolutely that is a one, candidate. That is one <laughs> of the six.
2: So we can put him in there. That we got one. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is probably on the list.
0: There you go. Now you're see. Not you're thinking. You're thinking. Your brain's working better than this mine is today. probably
2: the most help I've ever been in a week of this, Joe. So you better we better get this right when we
0: needed it the most. So shout out to you. I'm DJ Moore? To Hold true. on.
2: DJ Moore, that's probably another good one.
0: Yeah, he has had some historical production to start. A scre- I think that's true. I think number two is true. So
2: number two is true. We, all right, two 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 is true. So now, 70 sacks. That's more than, than one other team has had over the last three seasons. Does, I mean, Houston
0: stunk for like the last three years. How many sacks? Yeah, so like had? how many sacks? Okay, let's draft dudes do math. What That's like 30, 60, 90. So they would need like, it's wow, would tw- be it's, horrible. It's,
2: it's like 22
0: a season. Bad. That's like bad. 20,
2: yeah, it's like twenty, twenty-three, twenty-four season would get them to the
0: Falcons. Seven. Ain't been getting sacks in a long time. Draft dudes do math. The Falcons might be our candidate there. They're not sacking anybody.
2: So we think three is true. Uh, so we go back to our
0: original. Our original. Statement we have so won. many. We have so many candidates for that first one. Fourteen hundreds per average for two seasons is pretty tough, though. It is, but like if if just one, if just one did it, we're good.
2: I like one, Joe. I like one. One is the one I is like the lie. One. Lock it in. I, you know what? Because you know what? Even if we're wrong, Joe, our process was excellent.
0: Right excellent. And I, at the start of this, I didn't think we were going to get anywhere, and we had a great <laughs> so, process. All
1: right, all right. One is a lie. Lock it in. Okay, so one is the lie. I'm going to lock you guys in. Let's start with the other statements first. Sure. Are 19 NFL wide receivers who have posted 2,200 yards or more in their first two seasons combined. Six of them are active and still with the team that drafted him. That is a true statement. Good job, Joe. Justin Jefferson set the record. Jamar Chase. Oh, did he get it? He had like 1,500 yards his first season. Yeah, I just wasn't sure. Uh, I didn't want to count on him, you know. So he is second amongst active players who are still with their original team. Uh, Michael Thomas, number three. Jalen Waddell, number four. Mike Evans, number five. DK Metcalf with like 2,202 yards was the Joseph. last one. Just snuck it. We had basically it the whole done. way.
2: But Statement
1: Number three. The Philadelphia Eagles finished this season with 70 sacks, which is more sacks than one NFL team has logged in the last three seasons combined. The lowest team with sacks combined over the last three seasons is indeed the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, so, no, Joe, no. you sniffed that one out from a mile away. But was the number right?
0: I don't know. I'm scared.
1: <laughs> they had 68 sacks let's in go. The last three seasons. Oh, let's go! <laughs>
2: yes, let's go, Joe. That was that was great teamwork. <laughs> so
1: that makes it a true statement. And statement number one. There are 10 NFL running backs who have posted 2800 rushing yards or more in their first two seasons combined. None of them are active NFL players. That is the lie. Guys, you didn't even mention the guy who actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that about it it that jump. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, oh, yeah, we didn't even get there. (laughs) Out of sight, out of mind. With twenty nine hundred and eighty yards, is the only active (laughs) NFL player on this list. The list was Eric Dickerson with thirty nine hundred rushing yards in his first two seasons. Think about that: thirty nine hundred rushing yards in his first two seasons. That's
0: that was like not even full games. Was it fourteen games?
1: Uh, He played in thirty two games, so he did get sixteen. All right, right. Uh, sixteen. Edgeron James, Chris Johnson. Earl Campbell, Adrian Thomas or Adrian Peterson, excuse me, Clinton Portis, Jonathan Taylor, Otis Anderson, and Ladainian Tomlinson with Alfred Morris, the last (laughs) running back over twenty eight hundred yards. So the names that you guys had mentioned, uh, Ezekiel Elliott had twenty six hundred, Nick Chubb had twenty four ninety we were that's around near it that's we it around. for the players that you had mentioned all of them of course falling short of jordan howard's 2435 yeah. in his first two seasons <laughs> in the NFL
2: i will tell you in my in my head i go division by division and go through the teams the afc south is so in the just back part of my mind that it just never i never got there
1: i was banking on the out of sight out of mind Right. With that mention.
0: (laughs) Mission accomplished. We just talked ourselves into other guys. Right. (laughs) Right. I I had good process.
1: I did not have good results, and you guys had bad process and good results.
0: (laughs) No, it
2: was good process. Get out of here. Our process was great. We got
1: a little lucky. We got a little lucky. We'll take it, though.
2: All right. Who's going next?
1: Joe, you should get to choose because you're... You're in last place. You're looking
0: to climb here. Okay. I want to go. Okay. Uh, Hey, it's all about... Drafting good players, right? And you know what's drafting a good player? When you draft a Hall of Famer. So all of our data today is going to be dealing with drafting Hall of Famers. Okay? Number one, more than half of the 120 Hall of Famers drafted since 1971. Or excuse me, 1970. I don't know why I said 1971. Were first-round picks. So that's since the merger of the 120 Hall of Famers that have been drafted since 1970. More than half were first-round picks. Number two, more Hall of Fame running backs have been drafted since 1970 than wide receivers. More Hall of Fame running backs have been drafted since 1970 than wide receivers. Number three, only two quarterbacks since 1990 have been – excuse me, only two quarterbacks drafted since 1990 have been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Two quarterbacks since 1990. That were drafted are
1: in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. In the first round or total? Drafted total? First round. Okay. So two first...
0: Actually, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Only two quarterbacks drafted since 1990 have been... No. Shit. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Throw the flag. (laughs) (laughs) Throw
1: the red challenge flag here. Talk amongst yourselves.
2: Well, I mean, I, I mean, that's going to determine whether or not I think that one's a lie. Well, alive. Chris,
1: let's let's work through some quarterbacks here. Peyton Manning.
2: Peyton Manning is the first one that came to mind for me. Since 1990.
1: Since 1990.
2: First round quarterbacks.
0: Assuming it's first round.
2: Well, right. Because if it's not.
1: Right, like Brett,
0: Brett, Favre, Brett Favre was the second yeah, round. Yeah, it's it, it drafted. Drafted. First round is not relevant. Drafted. Only two quarterbacks drafted since 1990 have been inducted into the Hall of Fame.
2: Well, Kurt Warner wasn't drafted, right? Correct. Warner was an undrafted so that's creator. the fine print here. So there's the fine print on that one. So think about that. Kurt Warner,
1: Brett Favre. Peyton Manning.
2: Peyton Manning. I'm trying to think of any other quarterbacks from that, like, early. Marino was drafted before. I'm thinking of quarterbacks yep. that have gone in in my lifetime that that would make some sense. Like, recently, like, we, still, we don't have Big Ben. Tom's still playing. Aaron's still playing. You know, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning. We, yeah, we're not doing that yet. Um, Warren Moon, Warren Moon, undrafted. When did, did Hall of Famer? When did he go in? Those are all questions that I'm asking myself right now and asking them out loud to you, Kyle. I'm I'm I'm, I'm You're processing, thinking, processing. Hey, what what, what
1: year was Aikman drafted? Ooh, that's a great
2: question. but It was probably before 1980. Uh, was it 89? It probably was. I think that one's true, Kyle. And can I give you my logic on why I think that's true? Well, yeah, it's, it's all,
1: all the great ones just played for 15 years.
2: But when, when, when Joe looked it up and he was able to confirm that it would, oh, was only two, it made me think that he just looked at the list and those are the only two and it doesn't matter where they – so I, I, it's a logic-based thing, but I think three is
1: truthful. Okay, so you're you're bypassing level. the actual information of the take and it's am, more wrote it, it's rooted a, in
2: – Joe's flustering, yeah. And now he's laughing and giggling at what I've done here. So I think that's true. I think three is true. I like three being true and we go 50-50, one and two. Oh, Two man, stuck just, out. To I me just wish th- I
1: remember what if Troy was drafted in '89 or '90.
2: Two sticks out is the lie to me when he read all three statements the first time.
1: You're telling and me more, more. That was more Hall of Fame running backs, running backs than, backs wide, than receivers. wide receivers
0: since 1970 since drafted. 1970. I didn't. I didn't like that one.
1: Since 1970, how many players are you said? There's 120 players since the merger that have yeah, been inducted he, in the pro football hall of
2: fame. He said mm-hmm. half of them were first rounders. I don't, I, you know what? I, you know what? I don't agree with that either. I think they're both flies. I think, I think Joe two lied in one truth us this week. Wow. Chris throwing the actual challenge flag on.
0: <laughs> I like can Joe. confirm that all of my statements are, were delivered as, intended. he said, talks amongst yourselves. So I can cross check here. <laughs> and- <laughs> I, <can confirm. laughs> I mean, it only threw me off because you asked the question that made me doubt myself, we but I to, had,
2: we, he has yeah. to clarify Yeah. Right. Kyle, do you have? Is your gut telling you you're still on number three? Still, I've moved on from number three. You're still letting it linger. I think I'm background. willing to put
1: it to bed for the time being. Okay, well like I can't sit here and just consume myself with the one talking point. Yeah.
2: So what do you think? Do you think more since 1970? You think more Hall of Fame running backs have been drafted than wide receivers? Think about that real quick. Does that feel right?
1: Does your gut tell you that feels right? It kind of does because. Because the when when did the transition happen for receivers? Only recently.
2: That's, that's, a, fair point. that's a fair point. So one, we're gonna go one with a lot. Half's a lot. Half felt like a lot. I will say,
1: Joe, can I can I ask like some fine print here?
0: I mean, you can ask. I I'll, I'll choose if I answer. Like there's
1: <laughs> there's do they compartmentalize fullbacks from from running backs or is that like? So no, like Larry Sanka with the Dolphins was technically a fullback. Like, is he included here?
0: Appreciate the question.
1: Oh, Joe's actually I mean, going to honor the question, I think. No, I no. think that's a good
0: clarification.
1: Let me see. It's if like, is it running backs with, like, all ball carriers
0: or just running backs? Here's here's the thing that you need to know. Give me one second here. This is going to be an important piece of information. Uh, the thing about Larry Sanka is that he was drafted in 1968. You know what? Great clarifi- cool. great clarification,
2: Kyle. Excellent, because that would have gotten us lo- we been a lot. We'd have
0: been in trouble. I have we- zero fullbacks. They're all, if they're, yeah, it's running backs. Okay.
1: Chris, I'm inclined to say that that one. Is true? Is true.
2: So based on that alone, we're just going one is lie. Half feels like a lot. <laughs> 60 of the hundred. Yeah. You know what? One is the lie. Lock it in.
1: Can you read statement number one one more
0: time for me, Joe? I Just This yeah. is what this is. More than half. More than 100, half. More than half. So more than 50% of the 120 Hall of Famers drafted since 1970 were picked in the first round. So that means at least 61 of them were selected
2: in the first round because that would be more than half.
1: I'm going to do the Joe Marino thing and take the field. So I'm going to say number one is the lie.
0: Lock it in, Joseph. You guys both think number 1 is the lie? Yeah, Correct. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't feel good about it now with the way that you're
0: talking, but I just want to I have some some data that I want to have in front of me. Oh, I wrote it on an envelope here it is. Hold on. Let's work through it here. Um I don't know where to start. Let's uh let's just go in order and address them all. Number 1. More this is the this is the moment of truth. You're going to find out right now. Mm-hmm. More than half of the 120 Hall of Famers drafted since 1970 were first round picks you know how many were 64 percent mm. 77 of the 120 hall of famers were first round picks which i thought was an extraordinary number that's why i was willing to go down to 50 percent to throw off the scent here yeah so it just a distribution 120 hall of famers drafted since 1970 77 first round picks 19 second round picks 11 third round picks Eight fourth-round picks, two fifths, one sixth, two sevenths, and then one eighth-round draft pick. That's it for that. So you, your first-round picks are the best chance to be a Hall of Famer, as you would expect to be the case. Uh, more Hall of Fame running backs were drafted since 1970 than wide receivers. That's the lie. Ah. The lie is, yeah, there were 17 wide receivers and 16 running backs. Mm-hmm. And then you guys are exactly right. Pey- Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, you're only two drafted quarterbacks since 1990 to be in the Hall of Fame.
1: Hurts a little bit. Hurts. So it's okay.
0: This is a bad
1: week for me. Because now I'm three and three. You're three and you're three and
2: two because you did not you don't get you don't lose points when you when you're the one presenting facts. So well, you're three I'm and just... two, Joe is two and three, I am three and three. So if you guys differ here on my on mine <laughs> and Joe Great. gets right and Kyle gets it wrong, we are all tied <laughs> at three and three.
0: With no plan for tiebreakers, uh, that exists. Correct.
1: So well,
0: no. We it, didn't we say it rolls over? It rolls over. It's
1: like a golf match. Oh, if,
2: so if nobody, it continues
0: for four, four more weeks. If nobody wins weeks. the hole,
2: then next month's worth
0: two wins. <clears throat> yeah. You wow. Know? Okay. Yeah. Huge. All
2: right. Uh, my theme this week is I'm looking at the playoff teams that are still uh, playing uh, for a chance to hoist a Lombardi trophy and play in the Super Bowl. Uh, Here we go. Statement number one of all the playoff teams remaining, there are four running backs inside the top 10 of rushers for 2022. Statement number one. Statement number two of the playoff teams remaining, there are four players with double digit receiving touchdowns of the playoff teams remaining. There are four players with double digit receiving touchdowns Uh, of the quarterbacks ranked inside the top 10 in passing yards. Only three are playing this weekend.
0: Top 10 passing yards three this weekend. I think those, we should be able those, we should be able those to get the this three right? statements. Yeah, I think right. we can wait
1: cuz this is all it's it's not historical okay. data, right? It's so it I I like our our chances here.
0: Double digit touchdowns. Diggs, Kelsey I Adams did it but he's not playing. AJ AJ Brown?
1: AJ Brown? How about Chase? I don't think he did it. I know he had good receiving touchdowns. Um can we go to, to rushers? You see, Chris, you Hold said on. four of the top ten?
2: Statement statement number one. Of all the playoff teams remaining, there are four running backs inside the top ten of rushers for 2022. Four running backs.
0: Okay, so who are the starting running backs for these teams? Uh, Sanders,
1: <laughs> who had a good year. Barkley, who had a good year. Uh,
0: McCaffrey. Yeah. ETN had over 1,000 yards. I don't think there were that many 1,000-yard backs. How many is that? That's four. Okay. I think that's true.
1: Is it, is it just four, Chris, or can there be more than four
2: of the playoff teams remaining? There are four running backs inside the top 10 of rushers for
1: 2022. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Barkley,
0: McCaffrey, Sanders, ETN.
1: Yes. There anybody that we're forgetting Kansas city. No Buffalo. No No. Cincinnati. No, no,
0: (laughs) no. And who's the fourth team in the NFC? Giants, Eagles, Niners, the Cowboys. Cowboys, the Cowboys, 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 Cowboys. Cowboys. Po- <laughs> Pollard and, and Elliott split. Right. So
1: I'm good no. with that. I think that one is
0: a factual statement. True, true. It's a so now it's, statement. Now it's the touchdowns thing. I think what's absolutely true.
1: And it's the same criteria, but with receiving touchdowns instead of rushing yards. Is that correct,
0: Chris? Of the
2: playoff teams remaining, there are four players with double-digit receiving touchdowns. Kittle,
0: Brown, Kelsey, Diggs. I get, I know all four of them, did it? Kittle, all four
1: Brown, Kelsey, Diggs. Yes. So again, Chris, can you read statement number three for us, please?
2: Absolutely. Of the quarterbacks ranked inside the top ten in passing yards, only three are playing this weekend.
0: Okay, so let's do the inventory. Allen, Mahomes yes. and Allen. Burrow,
1: yes. Yes, that's three. Wait, what is it? Only three of the top 10 in passing yards are playing this weekend.
0: That's three immediately, so we just need one more. Okay, Purdy Purdy ain't in it. Right. Hurts ain't in it. Hurts is close. How about Trevor? Yeah, I think he passed for over 4,000 yards. Yeah, it was
1: like 4,100, I think. I'm going to say that one's a lie
0: because there's more than 3. Right. Right. We came up with 4 immediately. Well, we came up with
1: 3 immediately and then we worked through and we have right. Lawrence at 40 it's I know it's over 4000. I it's think it's all like 4, the AFC.
0: Yeah, 4 AFC and then Hurts. I know he's
1: close. F- he had like 3800 yards. But only we only need 3. Right. Well, no. Oh. He said there's only 3, which means that there needs
0: to be 4. Right. I think we know for a fact we get it in the AFC alone. I think we're there. I think that's the the lie as well.
2: Locking in. Yes. Yes. Okay. We will go with these in order here. The first statement uh, of the playoff teams remaining. There are four running backs inside the top 10 of rushers for 2022 playoff running backs remaining. Number four on the list. Saquon Barkley. Number five on the list. Miles Sanders. Number eight on the list. Christian McCaffrey. Number nine on the list, Travis Etienne. Yes, there are only four. Yes. Six- Joe, to to follow up on something that you mentioned, just because I think it would be an interesting note, 16 different rushers rushed for 1,000 yards this season. It's
0: like more than usual. In the national game. Yeah, you have yeah. Justin
2: Fields in there as well as at the quarterback, but everybody else is a, is a running
0: etn Etienne right very quietly got 1,100.
2: Yes, Etienne, ninth on the list with 1,125. Yeah. Uh, the next thing up on the list, the next statement of the playoff teams remaining, there are four players with double-digit receiving touchdowns. The leader... Devontae Adams at 14 is not playing. The next four, Travis Kelsey, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, George Kittle, all with double-digit touchdowns, all playing this weekend in the National Football League. That is true. So you he guys got, got, it. got it. The lie, he number three it. of the quarterbacks ranked inside the top ten in passing yards. Only three are playing this weekend, and you named the five that are. Patrick Mahomes at number one, uh, Joe Burrow at number five, Josh Allen at number seven, Trevor Lawrence at number nine, Jalen Hurts at number Hurts nine. got
0: in there, huh? snuck in. wow and he missed a couple games that i i wasn't sold there but i knew the all the other four were so
2: the the standings now after the week kyle at four and two joe and i are at three and three. Oh my lord
1: <laughs> have fun next week we're gonna box. go down to the wire okay well that's gonna do it for another week of draft dudes we are in the books kyle krabs Joe and chris schubert thanks for friends over at ben online for their continued support of the show We hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy all the football that awaits. Come back and see us again on Monday. We hope to talk to you then. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com.